0: Well, hello everyone. I want to thank you for coming to Destiny Moments. Yes, this is Michelle Hughes and I have a topic for you tonight and it seems like this topic doesn't want to get told. This is my third time doing this message. (laughs) So the topic is, do you feel isolated or alone? And I believe the reason why the devil keeps coming against this message is because during the um, holiday season, this is the most critical time. As you can see, people are doing things um, that normally they wouldn't do. And I think it's because of the fear of being alone. They know the holidays bring about um, people being together. And many times they see people, um, in love and at least, you know, that's what it appears that they're in love. And so sometimes people get the impression that it can't happen for them. And so I pray that this message will give you understanding and hopefully you'll understand. I understand I've been single all my life. I've never been married, And I believe that, um, it takes a lure to get you through, um, times when you don't understand why you're by yourself. Um, there are people who really, when you want to be with somebody, I've haven't seen people who really didn't really, really, really want to be with somebody, didn't find someone. So. Just understand if you're by yourself, it's a reason. And maybe this is the time to get to know who you are. And I'm kind of getting off point, but what I would really want you to do, ask this question. Because being a single female all of my life, there are times you will feel isolated and alone. And no, no doubt, you will feel that way. But however, this is when you have to draw on your relationship with God. And I'm not trying to sound all spiritual, but it's the truth. That's the only thing that's gotten me through all these years. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is the keeper. Now, the devil will bring the wrong people into your life out of what? Desperation. You feel like, Oh, I don't want to be by myself. So, you know, I'm not going to pass this up. Now, you know, it's the wrong person in your heart. You feel, you know, that person's not right, but because you don't want to be by yourself, you choose to go on the date knowing what the expectations are. So it will feel like your perfect mate until you get past the holidays and the true person will be revealed. Whether it is a male or female. We all desire to have the perfect person in our life. But I'm telling you people. That perfect person. And you might not want to hear what I'm saying tonight. But that perfect person is having and developing a relationship with God. And it's no ands or buts about it. And you know, all failed relationship will go back to it anyway. You you're gonna end up having to pray and cry and have your friends, you know, help you get through. So what's the point? But do you want someone who is after your body? And I know people say, Well, Michelle, why you gotta go here? I'm going there because that's what many times during the holidays what happens. Yes, I am keeping it real tonight. We need to stop pretending and acting as if this stuff doesn't go on. It goes on out to church and inside the church. Now let me tell you, with the right music, uh the person and the situation, we can all fall. You know, you start listening to that music, you out, you know, having a good time and you didn't forget about everything. You didn't forget about who he is. All you can think about you having that good time at that moment. But God is giving you the heads up. Through this message, to be on the lookout for the imposters. Yes, they are out for a good time with no commitment, nor wanting to have a long-term relationship that will lead to marriage. Now, I'm not telling nobody to go get married because I'm the first one I can tell you. I probably, you know, I, I used to run from people who wanted to get married to me, you know, because I wasn't ready. But now, but if you know in your heart and your spirit, you're ready to get married, why don't you ask God to give you patience? Now, you might be a late bloomer who basically will enter a commitment relationship that will lead to marriage at an older age. Or maybe you're young, you could be younger, and you just desire to be committed to someone, and that's good. You know, I think about my parents, they were young when they got married, you know, and they stayed married until death do do them part. But now, I turned down some premarital relationships because, as I said previously, I wasn't ready to commit at that time. However, maybe you have been ready like yesterday, What are you doing? Listen to me. What are you doing to attract this person to your life? What are some of the places you are attending? For example, are you going to church, social gatherings? You know, you may have maybe you're in college. You may go to some of the functions um, at your school. What I'm saying is that you got to get involved and if you're really ready to get married and let God, you know, he may send you, tell you to go down the street. Next, you know, there go your Boaz <laughs> or Ruth, you know. So the main thing is that you want to find the right person. And I'm emphasizing that because you really do. And the most, like I said, the most important thing to do also is to pray. Now, I know, you know, I'm a prayer warrior. I'm afraid until I leave this world. But if you really want some real uh, bonafide results, you need to get on your knees and ask God to present you to your husband. And I guarantee you, he will. Yes, he will. Now, what i what you should be doing during this time is preparing yourself for your bull ass. Okay. And then when that person comes, it won't be like, wow, you know, a mystery. You'll be ready for it. And he'll be ready for you. Isn't that exciting to know that when you put God in the into the equation, that things work out well. That's why you see many brides go down down the aisle. You know, now I'm not gonna say everybody going down that aisle is doing the right thing, but what I'm saying is that they do walk down that aisle, both of them, the man and the female. And so you, I'm saying, want it to be not temporary where maybe in a year or five years you walk into the divorce court saying you want to get rid of that person I've seen it and I've had to pray them through it so all I'm saying to you is that know what you're doing because it can make you or break you you get into the wrong relationship it can crush you okay so I'm going to read Ephesians uh, we're going to start with uh, chapter three and we're going to start at Verse 12 In whom we have Boldness And access With confidence Through faith in him Therefore I ask that you do Not lose heart At my, tribula- at my tribulations For you Which is your glory For this reason I bow my knees to the father of our lord jesus christ from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he will grant you exceeding to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through the spirit in your inner man and that inner man is so important that's that's really allowing the holy spirit to work on the inside of you to get you uh away from the old way you used to do things and how you used to think the holy spirit will come in and change your your, your lifestyle now i'm not saying it's is going to come overnight but if you allow the holy spirit to come in you will see change will begin to take place now let's read verse 17 that christ may what dwell in your hearts through faith That you being rooted and grounded in love. Ain't that something? It's something when the Holy Ghost comes into your life, He teaches you how to love others. That's why when you get with that bow ass or you get with that roof, you don't know how to treat them because what? The Holy Spirit is already teaching you how to be that different person how to fall in love with God and when you fall in love with him now he's going to teach you how to be what a better person now let's go on and read verse 18 may be able to what comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes what knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all <laughs> that we can ask or think according to what the power that works what in us to him be the glory in the church. He's talking to us people. We who say we are. Are Born again Christians You have given your life over to the Lord He's telling you this This is a message to us Verse 20 That's what we're reading from To him be the glory to the church By Christ Jesus To all generations Forever and ever Amen That's why Jesus went to the cross Yes, he went to the cross so that you can walk in forgiveness of your sins. And that's why it's crucial that we have a personal, a personal relationship with God. It really is because what God does, he teaches you how to change and to be a different person. I'm not the same person I used to be before I got born again. I'm telling you, I'm, you know, I've changed a lot. Trust me. And so I thank God for my change. I'm a better person. I'll be a better person for my husband when the God reveals him to me and me to him. Now I'm going to read first Corinthians one, three through seven and Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ. Through the will of God to the church, verse two, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who who in every place call on what the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours. Grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God always concerning you for the grace of God, which is was given to you by what Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in everything by him in all utterance and all knowledge. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. See, that's why we got to get born again. Because he got to get what? Confirmed in you. Uh, Verse 7 says this. So that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. See? And I think I'm going to read verse eight, who will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of the son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. We've been called when you confess Christ as your personal savior, he calls you to be a different person. That means you are serving him. And that was the only reason why uh, Jesus went to the cross. Is that we now can be cleansed through His blood, and through that, um, that's where change comes. It's almost like Paul. I mean, uh, Paul, who you know was Saul. <laughs> who I mean, Saul, who was what? Who was Paul? And we're gonna read that Acts nine one through twenty seven, and you know Saul's conversion on the road of Damascus. You know, it's the same thing. You know, when he, he was around there killing up people and everything, don't tell me he can change a person who was a whore mongler, um, a person who was doing all type of evil things. Change your whole consciousness, change your spirit to be somebody who he wants you to be. Because what you have surrendered your will over to him. That's what we're doing. We're just surrendering. We're surrendering who we used to be, that old nature, that old man who had no credence, who really didn't know who we were. But Christ gives us, he gives us who we are. He shows you who you are. Now, you can continue to let your friends, uh, even your parents, you know, I mean, thank God for good parents. But even then, even still, you know, they direct us. But it's God who comes in. And gives us direction and hope and um, tells us who we are going to become. And so that's the whole point in the born again uh, relationship with God. People act like it's all a mystery. It's not a mystery. You know what he did. He went to the cross. He sacrificed his life so that now when they walk to earth, they only... Had him when they were walking the earth. But now we all have him in us through the Holy Spirit. That's the difference. That's why we all have a different relationship. We have a different calling. All of us have different callings. Some of us may be in the same, you know, um, lane, but it's still different because it's you. You're different. And so he makes us all uniquely Different. That's why I'm never envious or jealous of people because, you know, God made us differently. I mean, it might be something that you may like about somebody and you wish you might have had. But when you get to the point that you get into just outright envy to a point of you want to just, you know, like what this young man did, he he didn't know who he was and just going around killing up people. No, you have to ask God. Lord help me to be a better person Help me to find out what it is That you've called me to become Because when you know who you are Guess what You're not going to be jealous or envious of other people and their giftings and who they are. You should celebrate people. I celebrate people. I'm happy when I find someone who has found their calling and they really are living it. That's a that's a blessing. Yes, it is. It's a blessing to know who you are in Christ. So I'm going to get on to Acts 9. And I just really want you all to understand how Saul became Paul and how God Basically, change his life, just like he changed your life, change my life, change wherever you are going to church, your pastor's life, or, you know, whether it's a female or, or, or male, you know, they had to have a, uh, Uh, Damascus changed too God came into their life and showed Them another way you know Some people say that it came at an early Age but some of us it may come Older it doesn't matter the main thing is that You do it that you make that change And we're going to do that at the end Of this conversation so let's read On in Acts we're going to Start in chapter 9 It says then Saul Still breathing threats. Look at this. He's breathing threats and murder against the disciples. He was coming against the disciples of the Lord. He went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus. So that he, that if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Now look at that. He's going to bound them up, tie him up, you know, kill him. Verse 3 says this. As he journeyed and he came near Damascus and suddenly, look at that, suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Don't tell me what God can't do. And then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord Then the Lord said I am Jesus Whom you are persecuting It is hard for you To kick against the goals Or the pricks So he trembling And astonished said Lord What do you want me to do Then the Lord said to him Arise and go into the city Look at God Go into the city And you will be told what you must do. Isn't that what he tells us? Verse seven, and the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. And then Saul rose from the ground and then his eyes were open. He saw no more. He saw no one, but they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, neither ate nor drank. Now, there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight." And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus for behold, he is praying and in a vision. He has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hands on him so that he might receive his sight. And now what your pastor do, lay hands on you and all of a sudden the Lord heals your body. You you have a, a refreshing of the spirit and there's a change in your life. Yes. Verse 13. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man How much harm he has done to the saints in Jerusalem. Now, this is what Ananias is talking about, Saul. How he had did harm to the people. Don't tell me what God came to do. And what people, when y'all be having y'all mouth on people, let the Lord take a, um, put his, their hands on that person and see, doesn't that person change? And all of a sudden you see, wow, look at that person. Look, they used to be doing this and look at them today. And that's what is happening right now to, to Saul verse 14 and here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name but the Lord said to him go for he is chosen he's a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles Kings and the children of Israel For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. So you think if you're not going to suffer, you're going to suffer some for the kingdom. Yes, you will. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hand on him. He said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who will appear to you on the road as you came, has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, the Holy Spirit. With fire, yes, that's what changes you. Yes, a spirit that comes in you, and immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. See, his eyes was open. His eyes was open from the darkness And the light came in That's what Jesus does He dispel all the darkness that has occurred in your life You might have been raped Or you may be going through depression Or you may feel unloved Or you feel like, oh, I'm I'm too dark I'm too light, I'm too white I mean, there's so many things that I hear from people It's just ridiculous I'm ugly, I'm cute, I'm not cute enough I'm fat, I'm, I'm skinny I mean, you can go on and on and on And what God is saying, it's time to get out of you, you heard me. Get out of yourself and allow him to use you. Get yourself out the way with your pretty self, with your handsome self. That's right. I know you are pretty and you are handsome, and you need to get out the way and allow the Lord to use you. You heard me? Let him use your life, and you will see a difference. We're gonna read verse 19. So when he had received food. He was strengthened, see, re- receive food. He ain't talking about the food we eat. He talking about, he re- received and strengthened by the Holy Ghost, the food to change his life. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Immediately, he preached Christ in the synagogues and he That he is the son of God. Now look how he didn't change from killing and murdering the people of God. Now he preaching. Who God is Who the son of God is <laughs> Isn't that how he does us Yes he does You be out there drinking Partying Doing all types of stuff That you know Is not right And then all of a sudden That holy ghost come on you That holy spirit And next thing you know You change And people say Why are you going to church so much You change You know <laughs> And I remember my pastor He told me Go to, go tell them all you say That's right Tell them all you say and, and some of them And only I don't get too much You know uh, You know uh criticism, but it's always going to be somebody who give you a little hard time, right? Let's read verse 21. Then all who heard were amazed and said, is this not he who destroyed those who called on his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound to the chief priest? Look at that. Saul <laughs> then changed the Lord, then changed, opened and took them scales off his eyes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But Saul increased all the more in strength and confound the Jews who dwell in Damascus, proving that Jesus is the Christ. <laughs> yes, he is. I know what he's done in my life. Verse 23. Now, after many days were were passed the Jews plotted to kill him now they now look at that now the devil is now they gonna kill him the Jews now look at that but their plot became known to Saul and they watched the gates day and night to kill him then the disciples took him by night and let him down through the wall in a large basket oh no you ain't gonna kill him And then Saul had come to Jerusalem. He tried to join the disciples, but they were afraid of him. And he, they didn't believe in me. They not know how we are sometimes and did not believe that he was a disciple. Isn't that how it is people, you change and they going to make you stay the same person. You know, there are people, they still try to make me be the old person I used to be. I just look at them and keep it moving because I know what Jesus Christ done to me. And I don't let nobody change what he has done for me. And I'm sure Saul, who's going to become Paul, will tell you the same thing. You see what happened to him. he He was around murdering people. And now he's on the right road. And that's how we all come. We might be on the negative road, not serving God. And all of a sudden, God will open your eyes like he did Saul in new beginnings. Yes, new beginnings. Praise the Lord. Your whole life changes. And I'm talking about for the good. Let's read on verse 27. But Barnabas took him and brought him. To the apostles and he declared to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he has spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Now he on that road. Like we all are on. We on that road of change of, of being defined through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not us. Mm-mm, no, you take that. Take that off of you because it ain't about you. Because Saul, he became, Paul became what? To increase in spiritual understanding. Jesus changed Saul's name to Paul on the roll of Damascus. This is how he changes us. When we confess him as Lord over our lives, the same thing takes his place. Take the same place. That's why it's important to get into your word and, and read The word of God, because, you know, this is how he begins to help you get through times like we getting ready to approach Christmas. And some of you might feel alone because you just suffered a loss of a loved one. Maybe someone went home to be with the Lord or or you just separated or divorced a, a spouse or you might be unemployed. Homeless, living in a shelter, or living in a different state from family and friends. And as a Christian, let me just say this emphatically. You are not alone because the Holy Spirit lives within you. That same spirit that came to Saul and he began to, didn't see a voice, didn't hear. He, he didn't see the person, but he, he heard a voice. That's how the Holy Spirit talks to you. Talks to your spirit. This is why God sent his son to the cross that his spirit may what dwell in us. This is why as a believer, we ask Jesus Christ into our lives through the washing of all you heard me. I'm going to say it long. All our sins. That's right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He wants us to remember not only did he die for our sins, but. We may be healed in our bodies. Satan lost his position in heaven. And now he wants to deceive you by making you think this isn't necessary. It is necessary, people. Yes, it is. You have to confess Christ as the Lord of your life because he's not going to go against your will. If you think he's going to come knock your head in, no. He sends people like me to minister to you so that you hear the truth. The word will make you free. You hear me? The word will make you free. Yes, it is necessary. You have to ask him into your life like you ask a person to marry you, to become your husband or wife. You have to invite the Lord into your life in the same way. It's no difference. It's no difference. You must ask him to forgive you of your sins and invite him to become the Lord over your life. So this is what I want you to do tonight. New beginnings, that's what we're celebrating, new beginnings. So repeat after me. I want you to repeat it. Say, Father, I'm coming in the name of Jesus Christ, and I am asking you to forgive me of every sin that I have committed in my life, knowingly or unknowingly. Please heal me, and I am making you the Lord over my life. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. See, that, that didn't take long. You are now washed with his blood, and you are now a born-again Christian. This is your new birthday. Today is what? December 16th. This is your new birthday, 2021. And you come back, you can celebrate, know that I am saved You know, some people say born again. The Bible says saved. You know, I'm saved. You say, say, yeah, I am saved. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Remember, you will never be alone because God never sleeps, nor does he slumbers. He cares about you. You hear me? I'm going to say it again. He cares about you. People can stop calling you. They can act like you don't even exist. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to make you feel like you are the most important person in his life. He makes you feel special. He wants the best for you. I want you to go knowing this day new beginnings, new beginnings. Yes, you have been cleansed by the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. New beginnings. My son, my daughter. According to what Romans 10, 9 and 11. I think I'm going to read that because I want you to understand what you're doing. I don't want just to, you know, lead you and, and you saying, OK, I understand. But where's the scripture for that? So I'm going to tell you and show you uh, where the scripture is and what you are doing today. So you won't feel like I've led you. Into something that you don't quite understand. I want you to understand everything you have done tonight. Yes, I do. I want you to understand what the blood does and how the Holy Spirit comes into your life and changes you. So we're going to be reading Romans uh, 10 and we're going to start at verse 9. And I think I'm going to start at 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach that if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be say, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. You see you won't be put to shame for there is no distinction between the Jew and the Greek for for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. See you got to call upon him. Yes, you, you must come open your mouth and call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Praise the Lord. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And that's what I'm doing today. As a minister, as a preacher Giving you the word Telling you how to be saved How to give your life to Christ And new beginnings So that when you As you experience this holiday You won't go through like most Because you will come back If you gotta come back and listen to my this broadcast Over and over again Until you feel it in your spirit Because That's what God wants for us. He wants us to understand how important we are to him. Well, I just want to say a prayer that God will keep you and that you will not feel any loneliness. You will not feel any despair, no matter what you're going through. If you've lost a loved one, always say, you know, they rejoice. If you know they're born again or saved, you know that they are rejoicing in heaven. That's why we do what we do, making sure you're saved so that if you take your last breath, we know what your spirit is, It's with the Lord. So I pray tonight that you will have gotten something from this message tonight. Especially my singles. I'm I'm, I'm alienating my marriage. Because sometimes you all need it even more. The more. Because you go through a lot of situations too. Dealing with your spouse. The children. And the whole nine yards. But I'm talking to the singles. Because a lot of times we're by ourselves. We may some have children. Some don't have children. And so I'm speaking life into you tonight. Let's pray. Father in the name of Jesus. I'm coming on behalf of my single friends, married whomever you may be, listening to me. We're praying that you will have this season will not be like most seasons for you. You will allow the spirit of truth to come into your life and new beginnings, let them begin to minister to you. If you had to come back and listen to this message over and over again to it really gets into your spirit. Until you feel what I'm saying Until you feel the Holy Spirit coming and rising up in you And you don't feel that loneliness You don't feel alone Because you're calling on him asking Lord be the Lord of my life Lord help me to not feel alone Thank you for the Holy Spirit being in my life Now thank you for your love For showing me love that Doesn't have to prove anything to anyone I don't have to be someone I don't have to be I don't have to do anything but accept you to become the Lord of my life. And so, Father, we thank you. May this prayer bring peace, joy, love, understanding. And may you go knowing that you are not alone because the Spirit is in you. And that's what gives you the peace that surpasses all understanding. Well... I thank you, Lord. I praise you that they will feel this prayer in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want you all to know that I love you all. You're special to me. I thank you for coming back and tell a friend. About our broadcast so the word can get out so we can minister to more people. That's my, that's my journey is to minister to as many people as I can, especially those who are single. Cause sometimes we're ostracized. Sometimes people may make you feel as if you're not important. Now, I want you to know <laughs> I haven't been, uh, single all these years and not feeling not important. No, because I know I am important, and if I'm not important to nobody else, I know I'm important to God, and that's been my journey. I fell in love with God when I accepted Him into my life, and i I have not turned back, and I pray that you won't turn back. Well, <laughs> you know what we do here. we keep it real. I want to see you next Thursday. You all have a blessed night, and no. God loves you. Stay blessed.